you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Rodgers looks to throw, scrambles to his right, he pumps, he throws back against the green, Adams is in, what a play, Rodgers to Adams, touchdown Green Bay. Direct snap, Henry, he's going to pass it, touchdown, Michael Pruitt, and the King reigns supreme through the air. Evans, 600, it is. Oh, that was the 600. Gotcha. And how good is that 600, Jim? Brandy, pretty casual about those 600 touchdowns. I got to say about that and all sorts of highlights right here, right now, Monday, October 25th. My name is Kay Adams. Thank you for waking up with us here on the east side of the country. Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager are here, and Super Bowl champion, Morning. Top of the morning to you. And to everybody, if you didn't wake up, some people are still awake from last night. Yes. I don't know if anybody else was on the West Coast at all mm-hmm. recently. The Bengals, the there. Titans, mm-hmm. the Raiders are sitting atop the AFC at 5-2, and two, as we all expected. Let's get some highlights from last night. Uh, interesting AFC cold situation. You're right. There were some butt whoopings over the weekend. Was oh. the Sunday nighter one of them? The term you're hearing is atmospheric river in the Bay Area. What's an atmospheric river? According to the National Weather Service, it's a long, narrow pathways of extremely moist air, sort of like rivers in the sky that transport water vapor out of the tropics. That's what they're playing in at Levi Stadium. The, the coaches have a quarterback named Rivers. He's not there anymore. Jimmy Garoppolo is back for the Niners after whis- missing week five. Seven fumbles in this game in that atmospheric river. And the Colts, 30 to 18, double digits in the bay in the atmospheric river. Let's hear from the winning quarterback, Carson Wentz, talking about what it's like to play in those conditions. 
wet. Very wet. It's obviously a challenge, something that we talk about all week. You know, ball security was at a premium today. Uh, unfortunately, put it on the ground a couple times. Um, both teams did. But uh, yeah, definitely not ideal circumstances and um, playing conditions, but we had fun with it. We made plays, defense made plays, and uh, found a way to win. Colts are now back within striking distance of that playoff picture in the AFC at three and four. Not ideal conditions last night. Schrager, what'd you make over the Colts win over the Niners on SNF? Uh, this wasn't like the the Carson Wentz, like, look, look at me, look what I Carson Wentz was sloppy early yep. on, and so were the Colts. And I kind of liked the fact that they were the better team when it mattered most. Look early in this game. Jonathan Taylor has this hundred yard game and it shows he's one of the best running backs in the league. But early on, it was the Jonathan Taylor of his rookie season where they give him a carry in the first carry of the game it's up oh, the weather conditions mm. fumble there we go so he has his mistake like it wasn't great Colts mm-hmm. and yet this is a team now coming off that heartbreaking loss to the Ravens they have rattled off two straight and they were the better team when it mattered in this one one of the sloppiest ugliest most conditions determined games and I might be done hearing about the genius calling the plays for the 49ers and what the like the Colts were the better team I think they would have been the better team on any dry land. condition, on dry land, mm-hmm. any building, anywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with the Niners, though, I'll tell you that. Yeah, no doubt the Colts were more physical, and Jonathan Taylor, a big part of that. It was good to see big Quentin Nelson back yeah. in action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. I think he's absolutely a factor on that offense. And when you throw him next to Ryan Kelly, the center, uh, you know, they got highlighted a couple times just mashing people up. And, Kyle, the atmospheric river? Atmospheric river, they I call mean, it. I mean, it was a bomb cyclone. Mm-hmm. I heard yes, people call it all <laughs> kinds of labels. This is an offensive lineman's dream. I remember being a Pop Warner kid and like it rained after you know during a game and like after the game we were all out there in the mud just getting covered and getting dirty that's what this Colts offense looked like and look Carson Wentz made some big time throws what do you have 150 passing yards so it wasn't like it wasn't like he lit it up but the conditions were were exactly what you want in Colts football and I thought they just learned a lot from the game that they blew against mm-hmm. the Ravens a couple weeks ago. It may be an old lineman's dream that, that's a quarterback's nightmare and I love what happened last night because Carson Wentz is one of the captains of what I call the easy target club mm-hmm. it's basically him and Kirk Cousins and everyone lives to make fun of them and get after them and they were doing it last night initially you thought it was the terrible interception they actually ruled it a fumble it's in the red zone it's the one thing you can't do and there's people online saying this is the worst turnover I've ever seen on any level of football ever he had an open guy who was trying to flip it to him and he lost it it was a terrible mistake that's fine you can grill him if you want at the end of this game Carson Wentz was heroic he was really good not only throwing it but running it it is his fourth straight game with a pass rating over 106 <laughs> it is the third straight game he's completed a pass of over 50 yards which he's never done Carson Wentz is playing really well and there's this whole faction that loved to pick at him and there's this entire Eagles fan faction that loves to pick at him How's it going for you right now, Philly? Why don't you watch this guy? Because he's playing pretty well, and the team's getting hot. They run, they play D, and they have a clutch quarterback. Awesome night for Carson Wentz. You don't get to say that a lot. He had shaky moments otherwise. I mean, 12, tu- 12 touchdowns, just one interception. He doesn't throw picks. This year for Carson Wentz. And if you look at it, it might be as simple, Peter, as they had it tough to start the season. They went 0-3, but they faced... The Russell Wilson Seahawks, the Rams, the Titans, and and they've won through the last four. The one they lost, they were up big, and then you know Lamar Jackson just absolutely went mm-hmm. berserk and bananas. And if they beat the Titans in Week Eight, they're in the division race, not just mm-hmm. the playoff. Picture. Oh, absolutely! And remember, Carson Wentz broke his foot in the yeah summer. two sprained ankles. Two sprained to start. ankles. Come on. Like they might be getting healthy too. Good to see Quentin Nelson back there. But that wasn't the biggest. AFC team what on was the bucket. The two biggest AFC right. teams. Woo-woo. I've been playing earlier in the day in Baltimore. Let's go.
Baltimore versus Cincinnati. There's Lamar. He's 5-0 against the Bengals. Kyle, you documented this well last week. He crushes them. Simply does not lose against the Bengals, right? Well, let's see how this one went. The Bengals now just giving it to the Ravens in Baltimore. Lamar throwing the helmet again. Joe Mixon with the touchdown. Burrow smiling, not pumping his fist. There's no photographs on the sideline. Nothing crazy. No cigar. It's almost as if these guys thought they should have been there. Okay. 41 to 17. 41 to 17. Here's Joe Burrow after taking down the division rival Ravens for the first time in his career. Here's a big statement. You know, we're 2 0 in the division for you know, the first time that I can remember. And you know, we had a great plan. Our coaches did a great job of putting together a plan that I felt good about and that we felt good about and that you know we knew what they do is they, they make you they put you in a lot of one on one matchups that you have to win. That's why guys get paid. You know, you gotta go win the one on one matchup and we had guys that did today in the second quarter and the second half. You know, we, we really won all of our one on one matchups that really mattered. When you ripped apart the Ravens secondary kid, we got this tweet from Pyrex Flask yesterday. Sorry, good morning, football. I don't think I'm tuning in this week. I don't want to hear how Joe Burrow absolutely destroyed the Ravens in my P. Shrake's voice and Kyle Brandt doing his nonchalant way of talking when somebody mm -hmm. got destroyed. Can't do it. LOL. K. Adams, always optimistic. I wouldn't say I'm always optimistic, but I do love this Pringles team, and I'm so here for it. And quickly, has Joe Burrow entered the chat? We gotta start talking about him as one of the better quarterbacks in the league. He hurt his, he got, he was injured every week. Trig since then, he has gotten better and better, and he dismantled, didn't destroy, dismantled the secondary for 416 yards and three scores. Joe Burrow destroyed the Ravens. Yeah, that was it. Joe Burrow destroyed the Ravens in their building. Uh, I thought this was curious because when CBS put out the schedules uh, during the week, only 17% of the country got Bengals Ravens. 70% got Titans Chiefs. The Bengals made a statement yesterday. I don't think they're going to be in the single digits or in the teens as far as percentage of the audience. Like, this is a yeah. team we need to watch and we need to respect, not only as a football team, but, like, as a movement right now. <laughs> the Bengals, they were not surprised they did this. We spoke with Trey Hendrickson on Friday. He's like, yeah, no, that's just, we're going to do what we do. Another like, sack for him. When this game was a one-score game and the Bengals in a building that is nearly impossible to win in for any team, they go in there and they absolutely destroy the Ravens. This wasn't an anomaly. The, the Bengals acted like they, they should destroy the Ravens. They did destroy the Ravens, and there was no shock on their sideline. You know, just less than a week ago, Justin Tucker was taking photos of the Ravens guy mm -hmm. because they absolutely destroyed the Chargers. Mm -hmm. Same situation, 1 o'clock game in Baltimore, and it's the Bengals going in to a team that just destroyed... Justin Herbert, mm -hmm. a week ago, mm -hmm. they go in and destroy them in their building. Herbert was the better quarterback. The Bengals were the better team. The Bengals right now are in first place in the AFC North. So the Bengals would beat the Chargers by 90. That's what it sounds like. Right. Yeah. There was a certain nonchalance, I guess, in, in this <laughs> butt whipping. Like, is this is high talk. It's so nonchalant. It's homecoming season right now in football and high school football and everything. This is when you schedule your patsies so you can beat up on them. We used to always play Mundelein in high school. Mundelein sucked. The Mustangs, we bring them is that, in. Is that just yeah, that? we just yes. beat them by 40. Like, hey, you come <laughs> in, you can bring your corsage. It's great. <laughs> Bengals are supposed to be Mundelein. Sorry, yeah. Mundelein, everyone watching. Like, they were supposed to get destroyed in Baltimore. This is fun. Everyone celebrates, take more pictures. No, no, they're not Mundelein anymore. No, now they're Stevenson. No, Stevenson. Um, I, they just run really important, and we'll get into this in a little bit. Understand how good this Bengals team is in the sense that, like, they are so close to being 7 0, Sean. Like, so close. Their only two losses are by two field goals. How weird is this? This team we saw yesterday, they lost to the Bears because, because Joe, uh, Joe Burrow threw three, three straight interceptions and then they, they fought their way back and they almost stole this game. They lost this game by three points. Remember, their other loss was the strangest loss of the season. It's when they couldn't make a field goal. That's it. 
two losses by three points in bizarre circumstances are the only team keeping this then they keeping this from 7-0 to match with the Cardinals. They're that good. That was an unbelievable. Remember the homecoming team gets on the school bus and destroys it and takes everybody's dates home with them? That's what the Bengals did last night. Yeah, I love the homecoming reference at, at Rutgers. I played a lot of homecoming games. You were, yeah, I bet yeah, you did. You were the visiting yeah, we were, team. Yeah. <laughs> Bring in the Knights. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think when you look at, at the Bengals, like there's a there's a cliche, and I know it's Tigers, but Bengals can't change their stripes. Right? Uh-huh. Well, it feels a lot like they did, and I think. You mentioned the fact that Lamar Jackson had never lost to the Cincinnati Bengals. The fact that they did it was this wasn't at home. Or this wasn't at the jungle. Mm-hmm. This was this was them going on the road, yep. displaying that mental fortitude. And I think that's part of the reason why we didn't see the, the big celebration. They're on the road. This was all business. That's what I love about Joe B. Mm-hmm. I love the offensive production that they're doing. But the defense, to me, it, I mean, oh, that's yeah. what showed up the most. Lamar Jackson, it's not one of those guys that you can that you say, hey, look, we're going to shut him out. Yeah. But they did just that. I mean, they, they stopped him. They, they got after him. They harassed him. Sam Hubbard had two and a half sacks. Your boy Trey Hendrickson, who you guys had on the show last week, I think. Those guys, they, they, they took over the game. They did. And I think that's something that you don't normally see Lamar Jackson get sacked, right? Yeah. How many times you see him with a blitzer coming in, he spins, spins out of him, yeah. he makes the guy miss. Five sacks. Even when you get you beat the offensive lineman and you're supposed to get a sack, Lamar's a tough guy to take down. And uh-huh. yet they stifle them at home. It's something we've never seen really before from Lamar from Baltimore to, to be this stifled at home. And I think for the Bengals, the moxie is high. We mm-hmm. hadn't seen it from the Bengals either. I mean, I think if you watched the show last week, I obviously I like the Bengals, but I was like, everyone's talking about their defense being top five, but look who they've played. Like they, they stopped or stifled the Packers a little bit, but that was really the only team on the schedule that I thought, oh, maybe that was a tough one. This was a, a different animal. They sacked him five town, times, and Trey Hendrickson now has six and a half through seven games this season. I think a lot of teams were hesitant to look at Trey Hendrickson and take him seriously because he had like a one-year wonder, so many sack season with the Saints. And the Bengals really, I mean, it's, he's paying off in spades for them right now. So love seeing it on both sides of the ball. Uh, Ian, let's wrap up for it. Let's get to him, bring him in to get some news and some headlines for you this morning. As you choose to hang out with us for the next three hours, even though we say destroyed and we are nonchalant at times, I guess. But right here in New York, Ian Jets rookie quarterback Zach Wilson had to leave the game early. What's the latest? Yeah, Jets fans are not nonchalant about what they saw yesterday. Brutal loss to the Patriots. And then, of course, the Zach Wilson injury. And based on the initial test, based on the initial exams, it doesn't seem like this is a significant one for the Jets rookie quarterback, highly touted rookie quarterback. The initial exam revealed a PCL injury, believed to be a PCL strain, which would mean he's likely to miss time but potentially not a major injury. Now, he's going to have an MRI today to determine the severity and just to make sure that it is just a sprain, not a tear. The the description from the coach, uh, Robert Sala, from Zach Wilson himself after the game was one of a little bit of relief. So perhaps the Jets dodged a bullet here after that hit from Matt Judon. Should also note that Wilson described his knee as a little loose and not feeling right, so some concern there. But he's going to have an MRI today to get the full extent of it. Titans roll over the Chiefs 27 to 3. Everybody's worried about Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. They certainly are, yeah. All right, let's hear from him. You're embarrassed. I mean, you just got 
got spanked pretty good. We were coming in here trying to build off momentum of the week before, and we didn't do that. So, I mean, it's just trying to find a way to get better for next week because you got to continue to get better and better in this league if you want to get to where you want to be at. Part of leadership, that's what part of great teams are, is being able to battle through adversity. And we've, it's been uh, kind of rainbows and flowers and awesome for these last few years. But uh, whenever you want to build something substantial and you want to build something great, it, you're going to go through parts like this. And, um, I mean, it's still, we, people keep saying it's still early in the year. I mean, we're, we're still, we can still go get whatever we want, um, but it's going to take us getting better every single day. They've got some competition. Titans, Bengals, Raiders tied, sitting atop the AFC at 5-2, and two, all three of those squads. No rainbows, no flowers for the Chiefs, offensively or defensively. Patrick Mahomes took a hit in the fourth quarter. It was ugly. He didn't finish the game with the Chiefs. Uh, what's the latest on Patrick Mahomes? Okay, you saw Mahomes just there talking to reporters. If he was still in the NFL's concussion protocol, he would not be allowed to meet with reporters. That is one sign, actually a positive sign, that he has been cleared and is good to go for next week. But it was a scary hit, and Mahomes described the fact, uh, first of all, he said after the game he was fine. A lot of people say that, but he said he was fine. He just described himself as walking off slowly, and certainly it was a jarring, scary hit. Uh, he did end up getting all the, the tests. He ended up meeting with doctors and was eventually cleared to stand on the sideline. Did not have a helmet, but the fact that he did not go back into the game was more of a coaching decision as opposed to a player being not allowed to get on the field because he did not pass the NFL's concussion protocol. So Mahomes should be good to go for next week. He should be fine. Obviously, this is one where you have to watch and make sure he doesn't have symptoms, doesn't have anything lingering later in the week when he reports to the facility on Monday or on Wednesday. But as of right now, Patrick Mahomes cleared the protocol and is okay to play next week. Appreciate the updates. Ian Rappaport, talk to you in a little bit on other headlines. We head into the uh, finale of Week 7. The Seahawks welcoming the Saints to town tonight on Monday Night Football. Kyle, I will warn you, you already got a tweet that was like, you're nonchalant, whatever. Lots of tweets about, don't make this about the Chiefs. Mm. Make it about the Titans and other <laughs> one. And they blew out the Chiefs. What did you make of it? The Titans wreck worlds. They really do. Remember Armageddon, Billy Bob's describing the, the Astra, and he's like, it's the size of Texas. He's like, it's a planet killer. The Titans are planet killers. Like, they ended the, the MVP Ravens a couple years ago. They ended the Tom Brady Patriots, and I think they ended the Chiefs. I think they ended any mystique, any sort of fear factor. Uh, if I were to tell you before this game that Derrick Henry's longest run would be 11 yards and Ryan Tannehill have one touchdown, one interception, you'd say, but Chiefs by 20? Chief, Chiefs by 30? No, the Chiefs scored three points. They did nothing. The Titans defense destroyed them, swallowed them, uh, root up all their crops, took their livestock, like their bloodlines are done. Like, I, I don't think the Chiefs are a playoff team, and I think their place of death was in Nashville, Tennessee, and I think Tennessee absolutely smacked them. This, to me, was the craziest game of the day. It wasn't Baltimore-Cincinnati. It was 27 to who cares, Tennessee over the Chiefs. Chiefs, RIP, Nashville, bury them. Bye. I can't, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to bury the Chiefs. Detect the lie. I won't bury the Chiefs, but I will crown the Titans this morning because they've now beaten the the, the Bills and the Chiefs in a six-day yeah. span. And that, this is the same team that lost to the Jets this year. And they did this yesterday with four of their top seven defensive backs out. Crazy. They did this with injuries all over the lineup. And they did this led by their defense. Like, yeah. to your point, Derrick Henry was contained. It was, they stopped him. They, Bud Dupree was, was on the field healthy and flying all over the field. And it's like, all right, that's why you signed Bud Dupree for a huge contract, to get to Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs had no pulse yesterday. The Chiefs didn't look like they were having fun yesterday. I think Travis Kelsey this morning is waking up looking for more penalty flags. Kept on just complaining to the refs the whole game. Yeah. The entire game. But let's take a moment, because we're accused of not, 
to tell you that the Titans, what they do, they do wreck worlds, Kyle, and they do win big games. Like, these were two huge, they beat the Bills and the Chiefs, the two teams in the AFC Championship game in less than a week with all their guys injured. What a turnaround. Hats off to them. Great win. I can't wait to track the relationship with you and the Chiefs all week. Mm -hmm. When you love someone, like I love Patrick Unconditionally. Mahomes. Unconditionally. And you get a little, a little flicker last week of like, oh, he, there's the one. And then you get what you get from the Chiefs yesterday. They didn't look like they were having fun yesterday, okay? It looked like they didn't no. want to go out there. I have some crazy numbers, though, to the Titans' credit. They obviously forced Mahomes into hero ball mode that entire yeah. first half. In the first half, the Titans only scored every time they touched the ball. Time of possession, guys, was an outrageous 23 minutes to 6. Mm -hmm. They ran 43 plays. 43 plays to the Chiefs' 17. So when you're doing that, you're stressing everybody out. And credit again to Tannehill the second week in a row. I'm saying he kept it together and mm -hmm. did his thing. Breakout game for A.J. Brown. Mm -hmm. They no beat doubt. the Bills and the Chiefs. We got to talk about We see you. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one -on -one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics <laughs> he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of it like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Panthers taking on the G-Men at MetLife Stadium. Sam Darnold knows his way around those tunnels. The G-Men roll over the Panthers 25-3. to 
And that's right, Daniel Jones, giving the Giants fans something to cheer about, just their second win of the season. This is the Dolphins. Dan Marino's like, all right, see, this guy can throw the ball, but Matt Ryan is a former MVP and has been through these games before. The Falcons, they're 500, three and three, and yet the Dolphins and their quarterback situation seems to be all that anyone wants to talk about around the league. Mm -hmm. It's October 25th, Ian Rappaport, the trade deadline, tick, 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 November 2nd. It's coming up, just over a week to go. Where do we stand with Deshaun Watson? As of right now, Deshaun Watson is still a member of the Houston Texans, but there is a belief, a good chance, I would say, if that is not the case by the time the November 2nd trade deadline rolls around. I'm told that the Houston Texans have been engaged with multiple teams. I know there was a report last week about the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins do have some interest. Obviously, there has been some dialogue with the Houston Texans, but they are not alone. Another team to watch, the Carolina Panthers. They have not been shy about making a trade, as GM Scott Fitter once said, they want to be in every trade. I would expect them uh, to have conversations as well. There may be other teams. The Eagles have been another team that have been rumored uh, to be interested in Deshaun Watson. And of course, there are several other factors. His legal situation is as yet right now unresolved. Uh, that is another factor to consider. And we should also add, if a team does trade for Deshaun Watson, who is in good shape and ready to play right now, the indications from the NFL is that he would not be placed on the commissioner's exempt list because that is uh, essentially if you have been charged with a violent crime or a felony that does not appear right now to apply to Deshaun Watson. So the belief is he would be eligible to play immediately upon trade. One thing we all know is that every step of this thing has been strange, at times nonsensical, uh, so and hard to predict, impossible to predict. At that, we'll sort of bat it around the table here. Now we appreciate the updates from you, Ian Rappaport, ahead of that trade deadline. Do we think Watson has moved before next Tuesday, Peter? I think Ian hits it at the end there. So the league hasn't weighed in on it in a, in a disciplinary way, but I assure you the league has looked into this and has been looking into this since the 22 different civil lawsuits. have been. The question is, what is your appetite for taking that on if you're the other team? Remember, this offseason, you might see Aaron Rodgers available. You might see Russell Wilson available. There's going to be a young quarterback draft class that is coming in. If you make this trade, you take on Watson, who's a superstar when he's on the field, but you also take on the uncertainty of this situation. The fact that the league has not weighed in, though, and has not put him on the exempt lift, has not suspended him, and that the Texans essentially have been paying him to play means if he was traded today, he could play on Sunday for a team and be the starting quarterback. Now, for the teams themselves, everyone thought it was Dolphins, 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 Dolphins. They haven't done that move. The Panthers are now coming in from the top rope as the rumored team because of Scott Fitterer, as Ian mentioned, but also because mm -hmm. of David Tepper, their owner, and his desire to be aggressive and to win. And you saw Sam Darnold yesterday. Certainly not his best outing, and it has been four straight weeks of Darnold not showing that he is the long-term answer in Carolina. Maybe they roll with him for another year, but they're not financially committed to Sam. Mm -hmm. I'd look at Carolina as a team that has been aggressive, whether it be Stephon Gilmore or whether it has been several okay. of the other moves that they have made. This is a team that believes that they should be a major player in the NFL and an owner who wants to win and wants to mm -hmm. win now. So to me, is he traded before next Thursday? You better have the appetite for it because there is a chance that you trade for Deshaun Watson. The fan base isn't exactly happy about it because of what you're taking on with these accusations, right. but also... 
you're taking on a situation where the league at some point could weigh in and say, hey, you're going to be off the field once we actually get more information on this. Yeah, appetite's a nice word for it. I think from a cost standpoint, both in draft capital and what it's going to cost your team from a PR standpoint and a distraction level, what, what, are, you, what are you doing here? And I think that's why for Deshaun Watson, it's, I, I, you can't plug and play him in right away at quarterback. Receiver, I get it. Running back, sure, go out there. Defense, get out there. We'll, we'll figure it out on the fly. Quarterback, you can't just show up and then all of a sudden I'm playing on Sunday and I know nothing about the offense. I know nothing about formations. I think that's a tall task. I'm always hungry. I'll take beef jerky any day, but I'm mm-hmm. not hungry for this. PR distract. I'm just thinking he, top five talent. It's very he's, good. He's great, and yet I don't see him winning Super Bowls every year with Houston. Mm. Like, the word that, that Ian said that just resounded with me was unresolved. So you're telling me that a team – is going to pay this crazy price. And you hear three first-rounders, four first-rounders, who knows. So they do it, and congratulations, they trade Deshaun Watson. And they, and, they get, and then these charges are elevated or supplemented, and oh my gosh, now it's a disaster and he can't play for us. And we gave away everything. This is not a guy's ankle that we don't know about. It's unresolved. We're going to have to have the doctors look at him. This is totally different. And a team could find themselves in a situation where they're like, we just can't help it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Maybe it's the Panthers. And they trade for him, and then, oh, my God, there's some things that happen in the legal community, and some things come forward. Now he's never going to play in the NFL again. That's what we're looking at. We don't know. You don't know. None of us know. And certainly a team that's going to trade a whole bounty doesn't know. I think it's crazy, risky, and I do not think it will happen because of that. Trace, what's what's the holdup? Why is it taking so long? I I think that they're waiting to see if there is something that they can actually – Say yes. This is it. This is our. Right now, the league would have suspended him. Right. They would, if they had something right now, I think. But here we are. We're in week seven. They've been doing this since March, and mm-hmm. they're still disabled. So that's what a lot of teams are saying. Like, is the league really going to let us trade for this guy yeah. and not step in and say, hey, hey, hey? Because you don't get your picks back afterwards. You'd no. think that the league office would be like, right. before you do that. Just so yeah. you know. Yes. Yeah. And as of right now, it doesn't seem like the league is doing that, mm-hmm. which makes it very interesting. We'll be keeping our eyes on this as the trade deadline approaches. That is, of course, on November 2nd. This is the largest age gap in 70 years between quarterbacks, Justin Fields and Tom Brady. So how did it go? Well, it went in favor of the old guy. This was a really, really bad football game with some really interesting side stories, including Tom Brady getting the 600 career touchdown passes, including Mike Evans giving the ball away. Thank goodness there was no drama about the football because it was all the extracurriculars. Uh, they win 38 to three. Tom Brady had his hat backwards, which uh, made radio hosts clutch their pearls, and they won 38 to three, six and one, the best start ever for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in league history or in team history. 38 three. Let's go. It was really cool. I got in the bag over there, so Mike gave it away. He goes, "Man, I'm sorry, man. I get it. That's all right. I'm sure they'll figure out a way to get it back, but I don't keep too many. I don't actually keep too many things. So in that circumstance, I just yeah, I felt like that might be a good one to keep. The fan said when you asked for the football. He said he couldn't say no to Tom Brady. You got you to give respect to the That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. He's going to get something nice in return, so we'll get him a helmet or a couple jerseys or some other stuff. So it was really cool of him to do that. It wouldn't be a Monday after oh. morning football without a little Nate Burles, since oh. we welcome back our favorite triple threat, CBS Morning's co-host, contributor to the NFL Today, as well as NFL Network, the one and only Mr. Nathaniel Eugene Burleson. 
What's up, Kay Adams? How you doing? Sean O'Hara, <laughs> Kyle Brandt, Peter Strager. How's everybody hey, doing buddy. this morning? We're so great. Every, you know, the Cardinals are undefeated. You know I love the fact that the Bengals are the topic of conversation, which I know we're going to get to with you here. Right now we've got one game to go between those Saints and those Seahawks, your former squad. We each gave up our espresso shot moment uh, for Week 7. What yeah. was yours? I'm going with Jamar Chase. He is fantastic. You remember when we were having this conversation about him dropping a ball in the preseason? Mm -hmm. He said that the NFL is moving a little bit too fast, and people overreacted and said, why did they go with a wide receiver? They should have went with Panay Sewell or somebody else. Jamar Chase is an absolute beast. Let's just call it what it is. He could be the offensive rookie of the year. I say he's going to a Pro Bowl. I know this is early, and it might be blasphemous to guys who have a gold jacket, but if you start your career off like this and you're putting up these type of numbers, you might as well have your eyes set on the Hall of Fame. Um, I, I love to see Jamar Chase doing what he's doing, and he's doing it in different ways. Before, it was just a big fade route, big fade route. Nice catching slant routes, making moves after the catch. Jamar Chase, my espresso moment. Nate, you've now put Stephon Diggs in the Hall of Fame on Friday, to which Chris Carter uh, poo-pooed, and now Jamar Chase into the Hall of Fame yeah. on a Monday. You're having quite a run That's here. That's my man. With David Baker gone, you might be the new president of the uh, Hey, of I'm like Oprah. Oh, you get a gold jacket. You get a gold jacket. Everybody gets a gold jacket. <laughs> Who gets right, the game ball today, Nate? <laughs> the game ball. How about that Titans defense? That Titans defense was all over Patrick Mahomes. And not just Patrick Mahomes, but that offense. I mean, I was watching the game, and, and for a while I was thinking to myself, is Tyreek Hill even out here? I mean, they kept these guys bottled up. Is Travis Kelsey going to do something? You know, here's the thing. We could talk about them not catching their rhythm, and I heard you guys basically uh, setting up the Kansas City Chiefs eulogy um, a segment ago. Yep. <laughs> but I, I just feel like let's give credit to the Titans defense. They were all over these guys, very opportunistic when it comes to making plays and getting their hands on the ball. But more importantly, making Patrick Mahomes feel uncomfortable. I haven't seen him this uncomfortable in the pocket since that Super Bowl loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So as much as we want to talk about the Chiefs and what's wrong with them, why they can't catch their rhythm, well, maybe it was the Titans defense that cut the music off so they couldn't dance all over the field. So I'm going with the Titans D. They get my game ball. You, you mentioned Oprah. Let's bring yeah. it back to Oprah, right? Uh -huh. you, 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 get, uh -huh. you get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. Yeah. Tom Brady yeah. was, was playing. Yeah. He's been playing Oprah yeah. his whole career. 600 mm -hmm. touchdown passes. Who knows? Maybe you caught one of yeah. them mm -hmm. back in the day. Give me your reaction yep. to, to that number. And then also take us into the mind of a wide receiver named Mike Evans. Like, <laughs> being that uh, unaware that this could be a big moment in a big football and you just gave it away. I got a lot to say about this. Okay, so one, congratulations okay. to Tom Brady. He's an absolute beast. 600 touchdowns at his age, playing the best football, right? Leading the league in touchdowns. But Mike Evans, you got to know what's going on. You got to have some awareness. And this is coming from a place of love. He catches the touchdown, drops, drops the ball, and then picks it up and he thinks, oh, I usually give it to a fan in the stands. Then he go finds it and gives it away. Now, that's one layer of it. Mike, every single touchdown at this point, it is monumental. This is historic. And there is money behind this ball. And I get it. I mean, there's grown men and kids in the stands, but I don't care if it's a kid, man. Forget them kids, man. I feel like Michael Jordan up here. Listen, that ball needs to go to the sideline. It's going to go in the Tom Brady Museum one day. Now, as far as the guy sitting there, shaking hands with whoever that was from Tampa Bay Buccaneers, mm -hmm. I'm not saying that it wasn't a good deal. I'm just saying it wasn't a good deal. Like, I don't have a number in my head. I just feel like, you know, you should probably uh, try to get, I don't know if you can see that, but that's yeah. half a million dollars you could have got for that ball at ah. least. I love Tom Brady, but Tom Brady better break that dude off.
That's what mm. Nate says. Uh, Nate, Kyle brought up a great point. Will there be a 700 ball? Before I ask you, let's see what Twitter says. I have no idea what the results are. We asked, will Brady, that means he'd have to play about three more years. Will he Ooh, reach right 700 touchdown passes? Ever. Very close. People are saying no. It is a split decision. Huh. At GMFB, Nate, what say you? No, I don't think he's getting a 700. He might get the 650, wow. though. Easy. Yeah, he'll get the 650 easy. And Nate, I'm surprised you said that. He needs 98 more. That's about two and a half seasons. You think he's going to wrap this thing up in the next year or so? I believe so. I, I thought that Tom Brady would play like three or four more years, but if he wins a Super Bowl, he's going to go out on top. Okay. Okay, my man. Then he'll be laid back. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> Nate, I love you. This is going to drop you like you're hot, Nate. This has got to stop. Uh, lay low. Jared Goff's homecoming. I laid off you on a plane. The homecoming didn't go as planned yesterday. We'll have those highlights. Plus, we're giving out our game balls. That is up next. Who do you want to give your game ball to? Hit us up at GMFB. Thanks, Nate. Goff says ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. That's what it works. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Everybody buckle up. We're talking a lot of Packers this week. They're in the Thursday nighter, so don't 
screw us over here and lose to Washington. We need hype for this Thursday night, and they did not lose to Washington. See you Thursday night, Aaron. Eagles and the Raiders going at it. They are going to play right here. Darren Waller out, and let's see what happens with him not oh. in the lineup. Eagles were in this one early, and then the Raiders rolled. 33 to 22. I'm going to double dip on this. Is that Stay hot, Strags. Do another one. How about Eagles? Go Raiders. We go right to Rams and Lions. Jared Goff and Matt Stafford playing against the former teams. Goff 0-7. The streak continues. Has not won a game without McVay as his coach. Unfortunate performance from them, although they were mm-hmm. in this game for much of it. Nice touchdown from Van Jefferson in that one. Time now for Gene McPhee. Game balls. Who was your top performer of the week? Maybe somebody even from that game, Sean? Yeah, let's go right to that game. Uh, Cooper Cup. When you The season started, if I would have told, asked you in going into week eight, who would lead the NFL in receiving yards or catches or any of that, where would Cooper Cup be on their list? I guarantee he wouldn't be number one, given all the receivers we have in the NFL that take over games. But yet Cooper Cup, week in and week out, is throttling people. Matthew Stafford, as giddy as Sean McVay was when he got Matthew Stafford to don a Rams uniform, Cooper Cup has been even happier. And I think for Cooper Cup, another big game for him. Ten catches, 156 yards, two touchdowns. Right now, he's got the triple crown right now. He's leading the NFL That's in awesome. receptions, awesome. in yards, and in touchdowns. That's right. Like where he's trending right now, he's he's going to break Calvin Johnson's record. <laughs> like wow. I, I never thought that would be in the same sentence right there. I'm going to go with A.J. Brown here for my game ball because Derrick Henry bottled up a little bit. They did their thing. They needed somebody to step up, and he had quite a game, 133 yards and a touchdown. He just had, that's what, That was not yesterday's stat line. You know what that stat line is? Yeah. That stat line was his first five weeks of the season. Mm. 133 yards and one touchdown. So he matched those exact totals yesterday. In the win against the Chiefs, that's huge. They did a good job, Kansas City, of limiting what Henry can do. So they had to um, have somebody step up, and he was brilliant. Injuries, inconsistencies, clearly a frustrating start to the season for a really good wide receiver who we had a lot of expectations for. I think now that he has this monster game under his belt, following up a 91-yard performance from Week 6, he's going to go on an absolute tear now. So, A.J. Brown, we see you. We're glad you're feeling healthy. Your stomach bug or whatever it was, mm-hmm. uh, the snap count that you're talking about, hopefully you're feeling healthier and you go and take this Titans team to a win over the Colts in week eight. Who is this gentleman? Who is that? <laughs> that is a stock photo of a middle-aged white man. No. Um, it looks like uh, Madden 2003 when you create your own player. Does your character wear spectacles? Yes, knock it down. I-, I think that if you would rank all the 32 head coaches in order of the most identifiable in every town USA and the, the least identifiable, I think Belichick is number one, and then Andy Reid is number two, and then maybe Pete Carroll's three. I think Zach Taylor is 32. I think he is less recognizable than David Cully. It's close, but I think Zach Taylor is the least famous recognizable head coach, and he's also one of the coaches of the year right now, and he just had the win of his career. He's done good things with the Bengals, but he's never beaten Lamar Jackson. He's never beaten Jamar. He's never beaten the John Harbaugh deal, and he did it yesterday. He did it resoundingly. It's funny, even during the game, they don't show him much on the sideline. It's always Burrow, and they don't show him, but they're going to start showing him. From a fascinating football family to now one of the best stories of the year, Zach Taylor, your fame is going to skyrocket. Get ready, because your team is doing just that. It's great, because the the same year that the Cliff Kingsbury photo was taken in his chalet out there in the desert, Mm -hmm. they showed Zach Taylor, and it was an empty white-walled office for the first pick. He's like, I'll take Joe Burrow. Ah. They could not be more different like that, and yet Burrow is right now. Maybe they'll meet in the Super Bowl. I was going to say, this might be the two 
two Coach of the Years right there, Cliff and, and <laughs> Zach Taylor. We'll see. Uh, speaking of coaching, Richard Sherman is out with an injury. Mm -hmm. The defensive backs coach for the Buccaneers, Kevin Ross, could not coach due to COVID-19 last week. Richard Sherman, who's out and is not playing anytime soon, said, I will take care of this. Wow. He donned the headset and all week during practice coached the defensive backs and then during the game is wearing the headset. Coach the DBs. Now it's not technical. Todd Bowles is going to be the coach and we get into a whole thing about union and who's sure. doing what and what he's playing. This is a guy who jumped in and, the, and I'll tell you this, the Buccaneers organization loved that Sherman said, how can I help? Where can I help? And he coached these guys That's up. Cool. Not only did he did he wear the headset and play a role, the Bucks defensive backs had their best day as a unit. That's awesome. And when you are a veteran in this league and maybe you are injured, to be able to jump in and say, hey, no, 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 you signed me. I'm taking this paycheck. I'm going to offer everything I possibly can. That is awesome. Sherman embodies everything about this Buccaneers team. They are all in and they are all for one. Um, I love that Sherman donned the headset. And I love that the Buccaneers defense responded. They had their best day as a unit yesterday with Sherman coaching the DBs. The Saints currently sitting in the top wildcard spot in the NFC at 3-2. and two. If they win tonight, they will be in prime position. Week 7 does wrap up with that. The Saints in Seattle to take on the Seahawks for Monday Night Football. Anybody looking for anything specific in mm. this game? I think it's time for Alvin Kamara to have a day. Let's right? go. This is, this is off the bye week. If everyone's fully healthy, it should feel like without Taysom there, like this should be his moment. And I think a lot of fantasy football players are going into tonight down 20, down 25. When's the Alvin Kamara game going to happen? It has been all about Derrick Henry this season. He was supposed to be the yin to the yang. Yeah. I'd like to see the Saints go into Seattle and see Kamara have himself a night. Yeah, Alex Madison had 171 yards rushing. I think for Seattle, how about just a win at home? They're 0-2 at home. And I've played up in Seattle. That's a tough place to play. I know the 12s are going to be they're going to be they're going to be a little wet tonight. I think there's more rain, more of that atmospheric atmospheric river. River, yeah. That may it. be traveling up to Seattle. Mm -hmm. I I it, the idea of Jameis in prime time in an atmospheric Great. river Great. makes me very excited, very nervous. And I looked it up. I'm like, how is Jameis in prime time? And I kind of looked through my fingers. It's actually pretty good. Tell me. 13 touchdowns, four interceptions. That's the record. Eh, two and five. How about, G five. How about Gino? Gino, I don't have that at my disposal, but I expected it to be disastrous. This is going to be a show tonight because both these quarterbacks are up, down, in, out. And I think New Orleans is going to win in Seattle. I really do. Well, we haven't done. We've not talked about the Saints at all. Mm -hmm. We really have not. They've had a rough start month. to the season. Yeah, for, for serious. But don't come off a bye, though, Jameis Winston, and lose to Geno Smith. Yeah. Don't do it. I think Marquez Callaway is going to be quite a sleeper in this one. Talked about him a lot last week and on game day morning. So, yeah, I think the Saints are going to be in prime position after this one, and they'll be very much a part of that NFC playoff picture. I wonder if any tight ends will catch any passes. Yeah. Hey, why would you say that? Because it's what? Keep it here for highlights from last night. Congrats to Tom Brady on touchdown number 600. Bye. Say goodbye to tight ends week. Yeah, goodbye. Byron Kennedy, goodbye dude. Forever. Come on, Will Driscoll. Never too late. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, 
Green Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.